0: hello hello and welcome to tabletop game gal i am that gal elizabeth welcome back to episode eight of tabletop game gal Today we have my favorite guest, well, the most convenient guest, because we share a house, Chad, my fiance.
1: It's Chad.
0: Woohoo. So tonight we had a um, board game date. It is the 2nd of January, which is also the day I'm uploading. So happy new year, y'all. And we made, I made a charcuterie. And we played some games. We started with and then we held hands, which we're not going to gush about because we've already done that.
1: We did terribly.
0: We did terribly. <laughs> we did so bad. Probably the worst we've ever played that game.
1: Well, we, we like to play with the challenges like we discussed before where you have to be on the same space at the same time. And we were also playing with the wrong card Count, so we just rushed through the deck.
0: Yeah, we like blew through that deck.
1: And we got to the end. We did all the objectives, but we were out of cards completely.
0: Yeah, so we couldn't balance our emotions and win. But that's not what we want to talk about today. Today we want to talk about games that play multiple players. And then the company releases a two-player variant on the game.
1: For example, there are... Many, like seven Wonders went to Seven Wonders duel,
0: mm-hmm, which we've played.
1: Bonanza went to Bonanza duel, which we played. Code names went to code duel,
0: which we have not played, but we did play code names Harry Potter tonight, which is meant for two to four players. But I'm pretty sure they two use, players.
1: I'm pretty sure they used the dual mechanic in that,
0: yes, I, I think so. And then theme since it, we haven't and Harry played it, it's hard to tell
1: it was really good though. and then, um. Dinosaur Island, and then Doolosaur Island,
0: which we did not play. So I don't know why he pointed that one out. Are but you, it's a thing. Have you played Dinosaur Island yet?
1: I have not. But so
0: I will neither of us have played Dinosaur Island, but I promise we will get back to you after we have, so that you know my feelings on it because I know you care. <laughs> and lastly, that we're gonna talk about. Saboteur
1: and Saboteur duel. Lots of duels in Lots this list. Lots of duels.
0: I guess if you only have two people, it's automatically a duel. Hmm. There's
1: curious. A, there's a Yu-Gi-Oh joke in, joke in there. <laughs> That's a, you can just cut that out <laughs> it's over your
0: head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just looked at Chad with like the widest eyes, like, oh, uh, I don't know anything about Yu-Gi-Oh. If he had said like a Pokemon joke, I would have been able to go along with it. Don't try anime, again.
1: In the anime, Yu-Gi-Oh's like, Duel!
0: Hmm. (laughs) Not to be
1: any very far card (laughs) fight.
0: Well, I'm sorry you guys had to sit through that, but I'm more sorry I had to. (laughs) So, we started the night with him, then we held hands, which we love. We wanted to play Duelist or Island, but since neither of us knew how, we opted to kind of try to figure out the more simple games for the night. So that we could record this and just really focus on you guys. So we played Harry Potter Codenames, which, like I said, is a 2-4 to player, but you play on two teams. I guess you can play with more people. I thought it was like Disney Codenames, where it's like normal Codenames, but it's very, very different. And very, very hard.
1: It it was very hard, because the rules weren't super clear that when you're looking at a card, you only see one half. And you have nine of the 15 that you have to get your opponent to guess. Mm-hmm. You each have shared three. There's three of them that are shared between you. You don't know which ones those are. But then you also have the, the assassins. And we didn't know that the assassins on our side might be red cards on their side. And so we were avoiding those.
0: So Chad gave me the clue. try wizard Tournament. Or wizard because it can only be one word. Well, yeah. Two, and we had Cedric Dickory and
1: Hungarian Horntail
0: on the board. So obviously I guessed Hungarian Horntail right off the bat, but Cedric Dickory was one of my blackout cards. So I was like, "Ooh, this guy? Who's like in one scene <laughs> in that book? And Tab was like, no, and looked at me like, you dumbass. It was Who am Igor I making?
1: Which has a bigger role in the book, and like he is crucial to the Triwizard Tournament, which makes sense. Like I understood the guess,
0: but, <laughs> but if you've got Cedric Dickory and you've yeah. got Triwizard as a clue, but he was my blackout card. So if you decide to play it, you need to know that. Then,
1: so when we played, we thought that um, our, like, our thoughts on it were it was really good. We like. This version a little better than normal code names. Mm-hmm. just because
0: it seemed more streamlined. It's I don't also know.
1: harder. It, I like the interaction just between the two players.
0: So I don't know if I have said this on here before or not. I am not a code Names fan. I think it is an overall weak game, and I think that it gets way more credit than it deserves.
1: It was really good when it came out as a party game because it, it broke a lot of.
0: Standards. I didn't like it when it came out either. I've I've but always thought it was okay.
1: For me, I, I liked it when it came out, but it was it's been played out a lot, and there are a lot of variations now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but I thought that this brought some freshness to it that was nice, and we love Harry Potter.
0: Yeah, so what I was going to say was I do not like code names, but I really did enjoy this version of it because you're still getting the giving the one word clues, which has become such a popular mechanic in gameplay now. But I don't know. Did Insider? Oh, Insider's a completely different game. Insider's
1: name. Uh, When I Dream has one word clues. Yeah, that's what I was thinking Chameleon. Of. Not really. No. Um, what's the... Um, Crosstalk. Crosstalk has one word clues. A bunch of party games kind of have that mechanic. now. Um, time's up.
0: But this kind of gave you more of like a timer too. You could only guess so many white cards or civilian cards. And...
1: Like if you had mistakes, you ran out of... You had a certain number of mistakes, and if you run out, then you lose.
0: Voldemort wins. Way to go. So overall, how did you feel about this one?
1: I thought it was really good. I like that it also includes the missions. Um, So it gives you some variants that you can kind of play into. Um, You only have a certain number. like It limits the number of mistakes you can do, down from 10 to three or the harder missions are like zero mistakes you just got to get it all right on the first guess um stupid hard or or just not make a guess until you're ready
0: yeah until you know every one of the 15 words
1: well i guess technically we we played wrong because when you pass you're supposed to take one of the one of the time turners
0: oh well we didn't do that yeah that's fine
1: i i missed that rule it just popped back into my head.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I did read it.
0: Um, but it was good. I mean, there was a lot of stuff. I am a very, very big Harry Potter fan. And there was stuff that I had to be like, what? And then I like would look at the picture side or be looking at the picture side like, what is this supposed to be? And I'd have, have to, to look, look like, at Harry Potter Wikipedia. Side. No, we, we only had to do that once. Yeah. Um, but look at the word side and be like, oh, okay. And we went through all the cards and there was one neither of us knew, but you knew. I googled it and then you immediately knew. You were like, oh, it's this. And I was like, oh, you're right. But other than that, we knew all of them. I would say that this was a really strong game. I bought it because it was Harry Potter and we own every Harry Potter game.
1: We didn't even realize it was just meant for two players.
0: Yeah. And then...
1: We went to BGG Con and a friend of ours played nope. it. No. Nope?
0: Well, friends of ours played it at BGG Con, but I don't think they played it properly based on what they said. Our friend Jessie played it with her mom and her family and then like was like, "Oh my god, I thought we were going to need you to have more people who know about Harry Potter, but this is just a two player, so we were good."
1: And we were pleasantly surprised.
0: Yeah, I would definitely play it again. I'm glad I owned it. I think I would play regular code names duet as well. If it's like that. If it's like
1: this, I would definitely try regular code names duet. Like it I felt like in this one we were really having to reach into our like Harry Potter knowledge to mm-hmm. try and get connections because mm-hmm. there was another interesting mechanic in this one that wasn't in regular code names. You had to link at least two cards, which made it really hard because in normal code names you can if you don't have a connection you can be like, "All right, leaf one um Tree. to get to get one clue out and just kind of get something out there. But this one you had to connect at least two. And I was stuck with like Neville Longbottom and Leprechaun. And I'm like, how am I going to connect these two things?
0: You know, you could have probably said greenery.
1: Mm.
0: Now that I'm sitting here and we're yeah. not playing, yeah. That would have been a good connection. hindsight's 2020. <laughs> hindsight's 2020. So uh, would you add this to your theoretical shelf? Even though it's already on our it's already sure. on our
1: shelf, but yeah, I, I definitely would. Um, would
0: you add this had it not been Harry Potter?
1: I would. I would if this is just like Code Names Duet. I would probably add Code Names Duet to our shelf.
0: I agree. I completely agree. And I agree. would
1: not add normal Code Names.
0: So you would take off normal Code Names yes. and put on Code Names Duet. Yes, I would agree.
1: And Code Marvel. And name Disney.
0: Does name I would names, keep those just for the theme though. Does Codenames Marvel play the same?
1: I think it plays just like Disney, because they came out at the same time.
0: Yeah, they did. We also own codenames Disney because it's Disney, so I bought it. Then
1: we do not own codenames Marvel though. We don't. We don't need any more code names we though.
0: Don't need any more code names. <laughs> so after that we played Saboteur <laughs> Duel.
1: Which, we played the original Saboteur with our friend Nate, who was on two episodes ago.
0: Yeah, he's our fan favorite. Self-appointed fan favorite, Nate.
1: So, he and his wife were in town back from the Philippines, and we all got together, and we really enjoyed Saboteur. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth and Hope, Nate's wife, was had their own little secret code yeah, that we broke told, the rules. we told you
0: guys about this. It didn't break any rules.
1: And then... Um,
0: and then, when my future brother-in-law came from Ireland. We played it with him. We had a whole bunch of people over, and mm-hmm. Stephen, I think, brought
1: Yes. Brought yeah, and, and everybody we played it with has enjoyed it. It's got a really good trader mechanic. Um, so
0: in regular saboteur, you're building a tunnel to get to gold, but there are one to two saboteurs in your group who do not want you to get to gold, who want the game to end without...
1: They want the group to reach the coal.
0: Yeah, that's what it is. Or end, right?
1: Or, yeah, run out of time.
0: Yeah, so they just don't want you to reach gold. They either want you to reach coal or for the game to end without you reaching anything.
1: And if they do that, then they win the gold.
0: Mm -hmm. And that can be one player or that can be two players.
1: Depending on the number of players in the Mm -hmm. group. And it goes up to like... Seven to nine, depending on you. if you have an expansion or something.
0: Which is good, because I like games that can play a lot of people. And so, when I was doing Chad's stocking, I saw Saboteur Duel, and it was ten bucks, so I grabbed it for his stocking.
1: Because she was thinking, we love two-player games.
0: hmm And we brought that out tonight. Now this one...
1: It's more of a race, where you're kind of getting in each other's way, and trying to strategically place your tunnels to connect better than your opponents and trying to block each other with trolls and doors and get around those blocks with keys and ladders and win the most gold.
0: Yeah. So there are ways to get gold during the game. Like you can... Sorry, I thought I heard my dog's doing something weird. You can play down cards to get gold
1: Uh, Yeah, some of the tunnels have gold on them, but then you're Mm -hmm. trying to get to six, like, special end pieces that all...
0: That have zero to three gold on them. Yes. Um, And once you reveal those, you can claim that gold.
1: And I enjoyed it as a race, kind of, take that mechanic game. I I didn't enjoy it as much as Saboteur, because I really think the traitor mechanic adds a lot. To that game.
0: I agree. I think that if this was just a two player game we had grabbed we both would have enjoyed it. We probably wouldn't have necessarily cared if it was on our shelf or not, but we would have enjoyed the game. But because we already know we like the multiplayer variant, we did not enjoy this.
1: Yeah, it was kind of a letdown.
0: Or we didn't not enjoy it. It's just we didn't like it as much as we've liked other games in the past. So, Chad, what was your favorite part of this game?
1: I like that it adds new mechanics specifically designed for the two players. So you've got the trolls and you've got the doors and then the keys and bribing the trolls. I think
0: one of the expansions of it also has the doors of the original game. Because when we played, I remember being told that there was a version with it.
1: Yeah, Nate did say something about you're on teams and... The teams are racing so maybe it took it from that but i do like that mechanic like strategically blocking your opponent with that door
0: it makes uh, a big difference it does make I a big really, difference like, you made
1: really good use of that
0: yeah i almost screwed you out of goal if i had one more card
1: i definitely I feel like by a lot the keys came at really bad times i only got one and you got five in the, the i got them every round yeah. i got
0: i got two every round except the last round i only got one
1: so that last round we played like i could do nothing with all the blocks that you placed on me like it mm-hmm. was it was a really it good definitely became round. luck of
0: the draw the other cool thing about it was that you could if somebody played down a, a card to stop you because you're not on teams you could play like you could discard two cards from your hand to get rid of that block and keep going.
1: But that reduces your hand limit, which makes it harder down the road. Yeah. And that did make it harder because yeah, like it limited at the end your end, options. Yeah, I only had those four
0: cards in my hand.
1: Yeah, same. It limited your options and it's just... It feels like it kind of slows down what you can do. Like, at the end, both of us felt like we just didn't have anything we could do for eight cards. Yeah. And...
0: Overall, I felt like if it had been called, like, gold mining duel, we would have enjoyed it more. We like
1: the small box mechanic of it. Like, we like having it on our shelf, because we do enjoy saboteur. Uh, You want to stop?
0: No, it's fine. Our dogs are scratching at the door. If you can hear that in the background, that's the (laughs) dogs trying to get in to also record this podcast. They have got opinions on saboteur. Probably that there was not enough pets during it. Go ahead, let him in. So, what was your least favorite part of this game?
1: It felt like there was a lot of downtime where we just were ditching cards to try and get something that we could do. Like, long stretches where there was just nothing either of us could do.
0: I think there needed to be like 20 more cards in the deck.
1: That were helpful. Yeah. (laughs) Like, tunnel cards. Yeah, there needed to be
0: more tunnel cards. There was way too much... Take that
1: mechanic and less getting to the gold mechanic.
0: Yeah, so it made it hard to get those VP points. VP points, victory point points. (laughs) Would you add this to our theoretical shelf? Obviously, we own it, but we bought it on a whim. So would you add it to our theoretical shelf?
1: I want to get Saboteur, like the original Saboteur eventually. And I would want this just because... We love Saboteur, and we love small box games, and it would look good on our shelf having both Saboteur and Saboteur Duel, um, but I don't think it would hit the table very often.
0: So, your answer is you want it for aesthetics, but no. Yes. My answer is no. I wouldn't add this to my theoretical <laughs> shelf. Which brings us to our next one, which we did not play tonight, but have played in the hi- in history of life, I guess. Um Seven, Seven Wonders
1: w- Duel. Seven Wonders Duel. Yeah, we played this the year it came out, um, and Elizabeth kicked my ass. This probably
0: works exactly how my brain works, so it was very easy for me to come up with multiple strategies to then. By the, I won in like the second or th- second round, or the maybe the first part of the third round, and, and I, honest- I had it to where I could win. three. Like, two different ways.
1: Honestly, I think the way that game played out, it was going to do that. Just because you were able to block me so effectively Mm -hmm. um, that I just wasn't able to get anything. um, Just the way the cards came out. So this game plays kind of like Pyramid Solitaire, if you're familiar with that. Um, You have a row of revealed cards, and as you reveal two cards on bottom that are next to each other, it reveals one card on the next level up. Um, and then you've got the basic Seven Wonders mechanics of military and resources and science and wonders um, that all work together to make a point salad. Um and, salad. and it's unique compared to Seven Wonders because the military has this push pull mechanic where you're trying to invade each other's cities um the science changes from this complicated mechanic of multiplication and exponents to just you need seven different symbols um the the points and the resources are simplified a little bit um i do like it more than regular seven wonders myself i've played seven wonders duel a couple of times without elizabeth and i I think if people are on the same level um, and they the cards play well, it, it can be a really solid game.
0: You heard it here first, people. Chad is not on my level.
1: <laughs> um, Elizabeth is just able to see schmoops. I like well Seven ahead. Wonders
0: more, though. I think Seven Wonders is a, is a really solid game. And a lot of people with the Seven Wonders duel have said, well, have you gotten the expansion? And I am a very big believer in if a game is not good without the expansion, then a game is not good. On its own. No. I think that if you need an expansion to make a game good, then it's not worth my time.
1: I mean, I, I think we have several games on our shelf that are like that.
0: But name, name one that we have on our shelf. That isn't a good game without the expansion.
1: Lords of Waterdeep.
0: Lords of Waterdeep isn't a good <laughs> game with the expansion, so.
1: Um. I can't think of any more off the top of my head right now, but yeah. I, I know of several that. Like are really good games with the expansion, but just fall flat without that.
0: I just think that if you need an expansion to make it a good game, it's not. I don't. I don't need to own it. But Seven Wonders Duels, okay, I would not add it to our shelf. We played it three years ago at this point, point, we did not add it to our shelf.
1: No, and we probably won't. It.
0: There are much better games. There are so many good two-player games out there, and a lot of people really love this one, and if you really love this one, that is awesome for you. I don't, and I don't know how you do. No, I'm just kidding. What else did we list? Bonanza and Bonanza Duel. Yeah. (laughs) So we love the full card game of Bonanza. I love the bluffing mechanic. I love getting to be goofy. I think Bonanza is a really fun game. I don't know anybody who doesn't like Bonanza. She
1: is very cutthroat in Bonanza.
0: She is very cutthroat in Bonanza.
1: Um, And then... So, Bonanza Duel just kind of takes all of that and pushes it to the side in favor of these orders that you have to fulfill, kind of. Yeah. And you're trying to get these patterns in your bean fields. Mm-hmm. And it...
0: And you're trying to sabotage the other person's bean field.
1: But not but like,
0: also help the other person's mean field. I felt like it was really trying too hard.
1: Yeah, and it it just didn't live up to the original Bonanza.
0: Which, and I didn't expect it to, but it really, like, it was really trying hard.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do think the mechanic of the orders and the patterns was interesting in the Bonanza mechanic, but it just lost what made Bonanza good. <laughs>
0: So, I guess, would you add this game to our theoretical shelf?
1: Uh, No, I would not.
0: I would not either. It is a great game for the multiplayer variant, but it is not a great game for the two-player.
1: And it just fell flat.
0: It just fell flat. I agree. So, how do you feel about, like, this... I feel like it's. I feel like in the past few years, it's gained popularity. Taking a full fledged board game and pairing it down to a two player version.
1: I think some games do it right, and they turn out really well. Um, it gives a lot of opportunity to designers to streamline their games and bring in new mechanics. Um, but some just don't work and. I I encourage the idea, especially because we both love two-player games, but I also want designers to just not use it as a test bed for new ideas. Like, I want them to actually put thought into this and make it a solid two-player game.
0: I think I would rather just have more two-player games on the market that have nothing to do with other games, just... Like, and then we held hands, Fog of Love, like, just straight up games designed for two players.
1: I can agree with that. Or have games that are meant for multiple players that also work really well at two players, like Five Tribes.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I'd agree with that. I don't know. I think that isn't what we're talking about, so it threw me off, (laughs) but... So, out of all the games that have gone from being a full-fledged board game to being a two-player game that we have played so far, what do you like the best?
1: I actually think the Harry Potter one.
0: You like Harry Potter Of the God ones games. that
1: we played so far. I'm really excited to play Duelosaur Island. We have not yet played Dinosaur Island, but I hear good things about Dulasaur
0: yeah, I think I'd like to do like a dinosaur duosaur island episode where I do both. Um I'm talking with another podcast about doing a crossover episode. So that might be a good watch Jurassic Park and then play those. Might be a fun.
1: That would be a good one.
0: Crossover. I don't know. I really wanna play that too. That's the one you're most excited about. But the one that you've played so far that you think is the best.
1: I think Harry Potter code names was the best two-player variant of a multiplayer game
0: i 100 percent agree i think harry potter codenames is the only one i've ever genuinely enjoyed and would buy again yeah because i i don't think again my problem with like having those multiplayer games pared down into two-player games is that i just feel like something's missing
1: and Every game we've played, except for Harry Potter, has felt that way. Yeah. Just something was missing.
0: Yeah, I agree. So that's what we got. But, again, thank you Danger for um, sponsoring us last week. And congratulations to Jesse for winning your very own copy of Danger the Game. Again, you can get in those competition things by going and following me on all social medias. Our question of the week is, Chad, do you have one? Let me think about it. Who is, it. is your favorite Harry Potter character? Just something really fun and simple since we loved Harry Potter codenames so much. Tweet at Tabletop Game Gal who your favorite Harry Potter character is. Who's yours?
1: Charlie Weasley is our king.
0: No, Molly <laughs> Weasley is our queen! Actually, who's mine? This are grounds for divorce. <laughs> We're not even married yet.
1: It's Tonks. Yeah, it's Tonks. It's Tonks. I knew that. I
0: love Tonks. You
1: cosplayed as Tonks.
0: I cosplayed as Tonks. I made you cosplay as Lupin.
1: Duh.
0: Duh. Yeah. <laughs> so, tweet at me who your favorite Harry Potter character is just something really simple at tabletop game gal and we will talk to you guys soon happy new year and thanks for joining me as always you can rate and review us on iTunes if you enjoyed the show if you didn't enjoy the show then you just go on with your day and don't worry about the rating and reviewing process have a great night y'all